Super Talk Mississippi media production. Come see your locally owned and operated Linton Glass for all your glass needs. No matter what glass you need to replace, you can count on Linton Glass. Call us today at 601-835-4336 or find us on the web at lintonglass.com. This is Rebecca Turner and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, don't you forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from your Super Talk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always find us on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. But take your browser over to supertalktv.com. You'll see I'm not alone today. You will see your current Miss Mississippi, Emmy Perkins. She joins us today to catch us up. Hey, Emmy. How are you? Long time no see. I know. I was trying to think when was the last time you were here on Good Things. I think it was back this summer, right after you got crowned. And girl, yeah, the you, very beginning of my reign. You've been busy. <laughs> yeah. So is there a part of the state I've you haven't seen yet? Yeah. Go ahead. The, de- the Mississippi Delta is a place that I cannot wait to hit because I have not gone to that specific region of the state, but I've committed to this 82 county school tour, which is a large feat because we have a very large state, but I've gotten to see so many incredible places across our state already. I've already impacted close to 4,000 students and now prep begins for Miss America and I'm ready to either pick up the school tour when I get back or let somebody else take over if I'm given the crown of Miss America. Well, I think that they will give you a get-out-of-jail-free card if you get the crown for Miss America, (laughs) and you will be able to pick it up whenever that reign is over. So you are in full preparation mode for Miss America. When When do you leave for that? So I leave on a flight to New York City on December 8th, and I'll spend a couple days in New York, then I'll fly to Connecticut, and compete for the job of Miss America with all 51 of us vying for the most important title yet, which is Miss America. And I cannot be more excited. It's at the Mohegan Sun. The preliminary competitions are the 12th and 13th. And then the final night is the 15th. And we'll find out who the country names is our new Miss America. Now, I saw on your social media feed, Emmy, where right now Mississippi can go ahead and get behind you and help you with America's yes. choice. So how does that work? So America's Choice, the person with the most dollars raised, gets an automatic spot in the top 11. So that's pretty exciting. But more than anything, even over America's Choice, I encourage people to vote to my philanthropy, Musicians on Call, because it's very impactful as well. And it goes to treat at the bedside. It goes to help patients and music therapists come to the bedside of their beds and hospitals and give them live music performances, those that are terminally ill, cancer patients. And so 
if people can donate money in that capacity or even in people's choice, I'll be so excited and happy and it will really benefit all Mississippians. I think one positive thing or one good thing you've definitely done, Emmy, is bring to light this whole idea of music being medicine and how it's a simple thing we can all add or or add into our daily routine or even as those as caregivers are going through hard times. We forget something as simple as just enjoying tunes uh, can do for do for us overall which leads to your other exciting headline that you had you put out your very first uh single and and so tell us about that yes okay so it's called there she is i know that you commented on my facebook about it and you're following me very closely but i wrote recorded and published the song in about six weeks somebody put the idea in my head and said you know, there's no relevant song for the Miss America organization. You're going to Miss America, so let's make it happen. And I was like, this is the best idea ever. So working really closely with Groove House in Nick Smith Music Studio in Mendenhall, Mississippi, I was able to make my dream come true of writing a song called There She Is. And the impact of this song is going to be so important, whether I win Miss America or not, because I want young people to listen to this song and think, I can be Miss America. Miss America used to walk down the boardwalk in Atlantic City when she won to a song that described her physical beauty. And my song sets out to inspire people that Miss America is so much more than that. I love your story, too, Emmy, because you didn't you are very open that you have not dreamt of being Miss America. You didn't even necessarily look in the mirror as a little girl and think about the Miss Mississippi pageant. It's an opportunity that came to you, you know, later in life. Um, Remind us of how you made it to the Miss Mississippi stage. Yeah, so I go all the way back to my start in the fourth grade when I discovered my love of the arts and music. And I think about how the arts played such an integral role in my life and how I realize it can make an impact on other students around me. And so partnering with groups like Mississippi Department of Education or groups like Musicians on Call, I'm able to spread the joy of that music. And when I found out that the Miss Mississippi organization was a scholarship dollar organization, I went, well, I want to get out of college debt free. And so it definitely drew me in. But I will say the reason I felt like I was successful was my background in the arts. And Miss America is a launching pad for young women to be able to really hone in on their valuable skills, whether that be interviewing, whether that be preparing for the next step in your life or the next job in your life. It truly has been an eye-opening experience for so many young women around me and me personally to prepare me to be the best possible young woman that I can be out in society, all while empowering other people around me. You've also been empowering young women to maybe step into the Miss America organization or, or I guess at least into the Miss Mississippi organization. I think they're all yes. one and the same that they could be yes. just like you. They didn't have to grow up doing, uh, you know, toddlers and tiaras <laughs> in terms of early no. starts that that there's still opportunity there, even if you don't necessarily think you belong. So how is that going? Yes, absolutely. So I actually started a Zoom series when I became Miss Mississippi because my whole goal has been to be a trans Mississippi. I want people to look at me, relate to me, and think that they could make their dreams possible just like I did. And so when I share with young women on my Zoom series about becoming a potential member of this incredible organization, we go through everything from A to Z on how you can compete and be successful. And a lot of times it's things like money or the fear of being on stage that holds these young women back. And I can tell them firsthand how impactful the organization can be. And you don't have to have 
a ton of money or you don't have to fit a certain mold to be successful. I feel like I showed up to the Miss America organization with a lot of skills already, but then also a lot of things to learn. And but it but it paid off in the end. And I actually created a viral TikTok. It went viral out of nowhere about winning an evening gown preliminary at only five foot one. Um, the preliminary night of my red carpet evening wear, I was competing on stage. And right before I took the stage, I'd called my mom and said, somebody that's five one could never win an evening gown preliminary. And I, I won it that night. And that win was more than just a win for me. It was a win for all young women to realize that beauty comes in all shapes and sizes. And it's the confidence that you exude from the inside that truly impacts the people around you and makes you beautiful. So that's the message I promote to young women. That's the thing that I try to get across on TikTok. That's what I want to share to the world when I go to Miss America. Which you are heading there pretty quickly. Okay, how many suitcases are you taking with you? I don't even want to think about that yet, but a lot. (laughs) And they probably weigh a lot because, you know, shoes and gowns and earrings, the whole nine yards. Now it takes a village to get you there. So how many is is on your in your corner or will be going with you when you go to Miss America? I think my family and friends personally have about 20 to 30 tickets on the way to Miss America. But then we also have a lot of our board members and volunteers from the Miss Mississippi organization coming to cheer me on as well. And they've made me feel so loved and so important this year and really cheered me on and show me what it means to be Miss Mississippi and kind of cheer me on in the process. And so I cannot wait to see them out in the audience. So how can we watch you when you when you get it? When will Mississippi be able to tune in and watch Miss America? Yes. So they have not released details on streaming or if it'll be televised yet. But as soon as I know, I will take to Facebook and post that for everybody to see. And I know that you'll share it. And Absolutely. Be able to share it with the followers. Where, that would love to watch where can America. we listen to There She Is, your song? My song is streaming on all streaming platforms. It's also on YouTube if you don't have music platforms on your cell phone. But I'm really grateful that this song was put out before Miss America because it's truly my why it's my motto and if you listen to the words it's the theme song for who i would be as miss america and i'm really excited that i get to take that song with me and show not only mississippians but the country what i'm capable of and who i am so emmy before you leave for miss america you get one more egg bowl right on thanksgiving so we still oh my gosh yes, i do I'm absolutely ringing my cowbell, but like I told my dad, the day after I won, there was something, uh, Ole Miss was actually, had won the championship, and I was like, I guess I've got to say hotty toddy, and my dad said, you can't say hotty toddy, you're a Mississippi State fan, and I said, Dad, I represent all of Mississippi now, so... That celebrate all the teams, but obviously I'm biased towards Mississippi State. <laughs> That's okay if you've got a little cowbell and your mini um, suitcases that head off to Miss America. Nobody will shame you for for that, Emmy. But uh, I appreciate your time. Congratulations! We'll be the loudest ones in the audience. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely will be. We'll be Thank keeping you so up with much. you. Have a good one. Good luck. Appreciate you. You too. Absolutely. Thank you. There you go. That's your 2022 Miss Mississippi. We'll be watching her as she heads off for the Miss America pageant. But you guys stick with us. We've got more for you coming up next.
3. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Things you can watch us on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. And on the ceasefire text line, Dan in Hattiesburg said, We love that girl talking about Miss Mississippi, Miss Emmy Perkins. She they live in Oak Grove and she's made her rounds and got photos with uh, plenty of the kids. 4,000 students she's impacted since she started her reign. That's a lot. But speaking of Hattiesburg, we won't be far from there coming up Friday, middays with Gerard Gibbert, Good Things, and then Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're all going to be in Columbia on Friday for the annual Columbia Christmas Festival. Uh, preparations are underway to kick off the spectacular festival and Super Talk Mississippi will be in downtown Columbia with all the details. So if you're out and about that area on Friday, come out and say hi. One of us would like to shake your hand or even hug your neck. I don't know. I'll do that for you. And then don't forget to AARP during National Family Caregivers Month. Be sure to visit aarp.org ms or go to the AARP Mississippi Facebook page to find info and resources to help you on your caregiving journey. I appreciated uh, what Emmy was talking about, Rhino, about the arts sort of gave her some of the skills needed to be successful in the Miss Mississippi organization. And if you missed that, don't worry, it'll be up on YouTube uh, later on this afternoon um, after the show. Um, But I think we forget so often that the arts, whether it's band or whether it's drawing or whether it's writing, uh, there's so many things that the arts um, encompass even theater, which I think, what if I forget, like when you think of the arts, um, so much in that does have these sort of like background skills, life skills that you really don't think about it until you are thrusted into something like the Miss Mississippi pageant. And I know not every student that's into the arts wants to be on stage for that, but you you don't think about the kind of skills that they can sort of provide you for. And speaking of the arts, there's a great uh, headline over at Supertalk. Uh FM, where you can find out that more about $2.8 million was awarded to 16 Mississippi arts organizations through a BFA grant. And so that's the Mississippi Arts Commission awarded $2.8 million to be recently released recipients of the Building Fund Fund for the Arts Grant, providing funding for repairs, renovations, expansions, or construction of 16 arts organizations across the state. Of course, if you want to know which those words they can go. All that to say, I think it's a good thing when we invest in the arts. Do you remember having you? Well, no, I can already call you out. You were behind the scenes for theater, right? Oh, yeah. You weren't necessarily on the stage. I did have one acting role. What? I was the security guard for 12 Angry Jurors, which was the co-ed version of 12 Angry Men. I love that. I was the lead um, fairy. In the Christmas production there at Gary Road Elementary School back in the day. And it was my one and only time on stage in sort of, uh, I guess, theater form. And I think my mom still has the wand that, you know, this is back in the day, though, back in my day. Back in my, my day. day. That's 20 years ago. And that's 20 years since I graduated. So that'd be 30 something years ago. Uh, your, the parents made the costumes. Now they've elevated that just a little bit. A lot of the productions are uh, a little bit more organized and better funded. Not all, but some. 
And, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad. Show me where to, what check to write. I'm not making fairy costumes for my girls to be part of the theater. Well, let me just say what I, let me not eat my words, okay? But I would be more likely to go and purchase than to make from scratch. But, but yeah, I think it's a good experience. I don't think every kid should be forced to do theater or something of that nature, but I feel like. I think. If they don't do theater, they should at least be led into public speaking or debate or something where you have to be the man in the arena. You have to be the focus of attention just to get people out of their shell and to realize you're not going to melt under the limelight. You're not going to get up there and just turn into a puddle. You're either going to perform or you're not. And if you don't, you can learn from it. If you do, you can realize, oh, I like this. I don't know what grade it is. But I know it's not fourth or fifth grade, at least not yet, or at least not for my kids' experience. But I want to say it's like middle school. They start slowly introducing, like you have to stand up and talk about a topic, short, like I think it's on a, just like a little index card presenting things. Show and tell kind of is also a, a back way of kind of getting oh, yeah. kids in front of the, in front of an audience. Do you remember the first audience you ever stood in, in front of? I don't know to? if it was the first audience, but I do remember actually having a moment where in the moment, I just wanted to kind of disappear. But afterwards, it's like, wow, that actually turned out even better than it was planned. And it was a church play where my dad was playing one of the main roles. And I was he was like a a politician or something in the play, like the mayor of the town. And I was his son campaigning for him. And my whole thing was supposed to come out there and say like one or two lines and then unfurl his campaign poster. Well, I get out there, say my lines, unfurl it, and it's upside down. And the place just erupts into laughter, and I'm just, oh, no, I messed up. Until afterwards, I realized, no, that just made it more memorable. No, absolutely. Yes, I was thinking, no, that was perfect, that that you couldn't have scripted that because they knew it was kind of like a natural moment in it. You made me think of church. I was married. I didn't have any lines. I just carried the baby in the, in the wagon when I was, <laughs> when I was little. Uh, I still have an ornament. My mom, you know, my mom, I was an only child. Can you tell? <laughs> what gave that away, Rebecca? I have no idea. Um, but no, for me, I think it was science fairs. So back in my day, I don't know how they do it anymore. We're not there yet. But you would have to create the little board. Right. And it was, again, back before they got real elaborate. I know they they get better. Right before better. the days of foam board, was that easily accessible? Right. Like Where it, you had to find somebody that knew somebody that worked with cardboards. So you could get a big refrigerator box so you could then put the poster board on it and right. decorate that. And then you actually had to buy the felt that goes around. You know, you couldn't. Yes. you actually, It was intense. It, it was all the arts. I mean, it was science. You had to actually cut color. You didn't weren't able to type it out like you had to write all of all of it out and then you had to talk about now you weren't necessarily in front of a large crowd but you were judges would come by and then you would have to explain your um, science project to that person answer questions under pressure right and then if you got lucky you made it to you know sort of the next round and you had to sit under your table there in the cafeteria your little pop-up table um, card table thingy 
and wait all day for them to come around for you. And the only one of mine that made it to, I guess, what, the state region? I'm just trying to think would be, would be, um, how would life without thumbs be? So I had an uncle who didn't have a thumb. And so it was like a, an, what, an, an, anthropometric, whatever. I was smarter back in the sixth grade, I guess. <laughs> Seventh grade. <laughs> but I did all of these things with my thumb taped, my thumbs taped to my, you know, and then tried to show all the whatever. And that one made me, got me further and sort of the science fair thing. That's the first time I remember having to stand up and sort of talk about something intellectually. I was always a bit of a disappointment when it came to the science fair because I was that one student that I made good grades in science. I actually liked science class, but I always put the science fair projects off to the last possible minute. No, you can't do that. Where I'm throwing together something about air and balloons and temperature the night before and yeah. Two totally different mindsets. Now it's they have earlier, I think third or fourth grade, correct me if I'm wrong, but you there's like a um extra project that you can do. I think it's more of like a book fair. Yeah. No. Like a book report? It's kinda of like a book report, yes, not a book fair. We didn't have those. Science We had book fairs. We had did we? Oh yeah, that's when mom, the that's okay, when my those, mom those never little mini shelves showed up. No, yeah, that you go and buy. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. I'm talking about like a book fair, or like a book report, where it's the same as the science fair. You just read a book, and then you decorate your board, and then you explain it, like subject, you know, main characters, all you know. It has the different qu- so it's presented the same as a science project but i guess it's a book project would that be a better yeah better we didn't do that all in one day like a science fair but in some english classes you get towards the end of the semester and all right it's time for book report presentations and this student through this student's going on monday and this student through this student's going the next day yeah it was an elective for Nebug's year and she did it on um oh gosh i can see her now wonder woman we had a beautiful board, and uh, yeah, it was a traumatic experience to get her to actually do extracurricular work after she signed up for it. We hadn't done that one again. You know, you live and learn. Live and learn. All right, stick with us. We got more for you coming up next. Now we're together nearly every single day singing. We're so happy, and that's how we're going to stay singing. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. You 
you can watch good things. We are on the computer, your mobile device. You can watch it on Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices. You can even watch good things on Ceasefire TV. If you've got that, we are on Channel 70, right next to the Weather Channel, which is brrr. At least it feels that way over the weekend. We're getting closer to actual I guess fall slash winter like weather, but then who knows? We may be in shorts and flip flops by the time Santa Claus rolls around. That's still a long time. I think it's six weeks away, but so much can happen in Mississippi weather in six short weeks. If you missed our last conversation talking about talking in public, Hammy said they required all seniors to speak at one pep rally during football season. You knew you had to address the whole school at some point. And there are some of you, if that would have been your high school, chances are you would have changed schools or you would have completely dreaded that experience your entire senior year. But at least, I guess, football season is kind of towards you get it done the first half of the school year so you can They'd have the back probably half. probably had to have expanded that to be something besides just football season. It's at, probably at a small school. Yeah. yeah. Having over Three, I mean, I think pretty sure Tupelo's grown since I graduated, but way back in 04, we had over 300 people in my graduating class. So if every single person it's had a to speak at a pep rally, that's going to be a really long pep rally. Well, you think about it, too. You've got the different personalities. You've got the ones that would stand up there and that are just sort of they're you know, making their case for being valedictorian or salutatorian, like they're already practicing. You know who the future preachers are going to be as well in terms of how they speak. You got the shy kid who just wants to do right by the task and will get up there and squeak it out. Then you got the jokesters who's dumb as dirt, but he's going to have fun with it and he's going to make you laugh and he'll probably get a D, but it's his way of getting off the stage without completely flubbing his entire you know sense of cool, right? And then you're going to have those that that conveniently get the stomach bug and just take that F and just ride it out into the sunset and wreck their entire GPA because there will there would be nothing that they would want less than have to get in front of all of their peers and just sing happy birthday or, well, no, I wouldn't get up and sing in front of anybody, but speak something eloquently or sort of, sort of written out. And um, there's some of you who... Have did not complete college because of or didn't go to certain places because the like speech is part of the beginning. What is it like the first year freshman year? I think you have to curriculum. do curriculum, curriculum or whatever it is. And so, yeah, I mean that's a real it's a real thing for folks to to get over. Hammy said three hundred and fifty total students K through twelve. They graduated with thirty six. So yeah, you could, you could have. A handful each pep rally and be knock them out. So what makes you more nervous? Because would you rather get in front of 350, 3000 or, you know, a large, large crowd where you can't see beyond the lights? You just know that there's faces out there versus having to get in front of like 50 who can hear every word and critique every thought and probably know your mama and them. Give me. The third, the third, the, you know, 3,000 any day. Oh, yeah. Because you don't, you, it's, it's impersonal at that point. Yeah, once you get above a certain number, it, you just, you're, you're hitting your cues, you're saying the words you know you're supposed to say, and you're making eye contact with the handful of people that are looking at you. Or you can't even see them because the right. lights are in your eyes and you're just sort of staring out into space. But then you put me in front of like 
30 who are maybe trying to grade me on whatever it is that I'm doing, I clam up. Then you start to stutter and sort of second guess yourself. And then there's other folks that are like, no, give me the one on one. I'm very intimate. Don't put me on like a, a bigger it would depend sort on where stage. the small group was coming from. Like if you're having to stand up in front of, say, your Sunday school class and, and teach a lesson, that may be a different level of stress than, say, being in in a business class and having to give a presentation on something you, you studied. It's, it's a little bit different. It is different. I just never liked teachers. So, you know what? As I say that, you could give me... A C of 5,000, and if Elaine Molazon, who was my professor at the University of Southern Miss, was just smack dab in the middle of it, I'd break out into hives and sweats just thinking about it. She moved to Alabama is the only reason why I do radio. <laughs> She's teaching there somewhere. She's wreaking havoc. No, she was a wonderful professor. She, But, um, but no, we all had those that, you know, could just, could make you second guess your life and that was her for sure now don't second guess if you want to take your chance at the jackpot because the mississippi match five i saw has grown it's not two billion so we got to bring down our expectations just a little bit but it is your odds are better your odds are better three hundred and twenty three thousand. i mean i wouldn't be mad at it would you be mad at it no (laughs) i don't know if i could fully you know fly off into the sunset with the $323,000 win, but life would be easier. You could make some changes. Oh, yeah. After 13 drawings with no winner, the Mississippi Match 5 jackpot has grown to an estimated 323000 The next drawing is set for Saturday, November the 12th. So, whoop, that was passed. That was a couple of days ago. So the winning numbers are going to be available by 10 p.m. then. So we'll see if anyone has has found it. The jackpot was hit on last on October the 11th with one player out of Raymond. Won 202000 That's one thing I'll have to say. About the Mississippi Roads and Bridges Fund, since they brought it in a couple years ago, being the Mississippi Lottery. There are more big jackpot winners than I would have thought or given given the system credit for. Again, I'm not one who avid, who um, plays all the time. I don't think I've personally bought a scratch-off yet. It's just not, not, not what I do. So, you know, it's not just because it's there doesn't mean I'm going to buy it. But I'm always impressed by the people who, who win these significant chunks of change it's not like you five dollars and you get a hundred dollars or you know whatever people are i mean you can yeah i mean you can those don't make headlines three hundred twenty three thousand dollars or 202 out of raymond that's the kind of headlines that it makes the other things that make headlines are really stupid guinness world book records i just appreciate the ones especially the ones i feel like i could attempt to do or at least within my skill set, right? And so here, a South African man, he's living in Australia. He broke the Guinness World Book record with an epic pub crawl. He went to 78 different establishments in 24 hours. Now, by rule, he had to drink only four point, I think, two ounces at each establishment. I can't do math. Math is hard. But four ounces, that's half a glass. It's half an eight-ounce glass. Times... 78 divided into 24. (laughs) I don't know. You may have got pretty sloshed. Uh, But add in some peanuts, 
cheese, a hamburger or two, I'm sure. But yeah, so he received word from the Guinness World Records that his February 10th to 11th of 2021 pub crawl won. He got him the most pub visits in 24 hours. That's a lot. You have to plan that out. 78 stops, unless you're like somewhere yeah, like Bourbon Street. Yeah, but only, what Street. is it, 4.2 ounces? Is that what you said? Yes, at each stop to be considered. Right, but that's like a gulp. It's like a quarter of a pint. So, okay, so what, a pint 16 ounces? Yeah. So that would be four stops, a pint equals a pint. Well, just round it up to 80. Four into 80 is 20. That's 20 pints in 24 hours. It's not even a power hour. That's a pint an hour for 24 hours. It's a decent pace for some people. <laughs> That's a lot of booze in 24 hours. I mean, the man could be, I know a lot has to do on your stature. You would win that race a whole lot quicker than I would. That would have been out three hours into it. But I don't know that when you start adding it up, I mean... Somebody did the math on the ceasefire text line from the 662. That's 27 12-ounce beers. 27 12-ounce beers in 24 hours. So if you had two cans an hour for the first three hours, and then you coasted (laughs) for a can an hour, you could break it. Yes. That's doable. You just got to stay awake the whole time. So at what point do you break the seal? Because then now we are losing... Time and energy having to tinkle. But you might as well do your 4.2 ounces like a big shot. At what point? And then you just rest the rest of the hour and then make your way to the next place. But still, 24 hours. Okay, so what's 24 into 78? Mm, 19 and a half. Am I right? I have math is hard. Wait, four and a seventy-eight is nineteen and a half. So twenty. I can't do the math. You gotta, you gotta get to all these places, and you have to place your order. Three and a quarter is twenty-four and a seventy-eight. So you got to go to basically four an hour ish to beat it. To beat it. I think there's a Mississippian that could take this on. I believe in you. Stick with us. We got more coming up next. Upbeat, positive, and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're always on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. But on the text line, we've got several of you who want to take on the South African man who just broke the Guinness World Record for visiting 78 different establishments in a 24-hour period, drinking a minimum of 4.2 ounces at every stop to be considered a stop. Now, some of you asked about drinking and driving. 
I think to be a pub crawl, you have to walk. Like I think part of a pub crawl is not. I mean, if you've you know a lot of towns. That's a tr- offer, traditional definition. That's a traditional yeah. definition. It's kind of set up where, and even here in Mississippi, a lot of the cities have they don't call them pub crawls, and they probably wouldn't encourage you to try to break the record. But it's a designated area where you can sort of walk from one establishment to the other. And I don't know the logistics if um, restaurants count as that. They didn't necessarily say that. But if it did, like I would assume if it had an open bar. You know, I'm thinking of somewhere like Bourbon Street would have plethora. You could get 78 easy, you know, just in a walking sort of distance. You have to I don't include know. some other establishments that also sell adult drinks. But, yeah. <sighs> Maybe. I'm just trying to think. I don't know if there's 78 drinking establishments on bourbon. That's a bunch of drinking places. I don't. I I I agree. And so I don't know if you can make a loop. I don't know if it's maybe that's why it's the world record. You have to be somewhere like Australia, where they just have 78 lined up for you. (laughs) Maybe so. I don't know. But if you want to take it on and you win, please let me know. We will get you here on um, good things and get you a good Advil and a Gatorade. Uh, as well, because we still figured out that's a lot to go down in 24, 24 hours. Here's one we could all test at home. In fact, if you're not driving and you're bored at your office, you could probably test this one if you have tie, tie shoes. How fast do you think you can tie shoes? I have no idea. Have you never thought about it? Never. <laughs> Until today. <laughs> well, Spanish man, he tied three pairs not three shoes three pairs of shoes in under 10 seconds i'm impressed that's hard like to tie them well to get three in under 10 i could see that being difficult yes i wonder if there's a specific knot he has to use or can he just rabbit ear it and go quick i don't know he's a he refers to himself as a shoe tying specialist There's a resume booster for you. I am a shoe tying specialist. When they go to ask you to break the ice and tell something about yourself, add that to the list and watch people go, huh? I can tie six laces in less than 10 seconds. What can you do? Now I'm just thinking back to whenever growing up, you'd go shoe shopping and they'd have to go in the back and find one and they'd pull it out and then lace it up real quick. Yes. You remember that? Mm-hmm. They do it fast. I wonder if those people would be able to compete in this. Maybe they are your shoe tying. Maybe that's how you training. get that title. That's maybe that's how you get that ter- ter- that uh, title. It took him a total of nine point nine nine seconds. All six individual shoes with a total time of nine point nine nine seconds. The success of the November sixth record attempt was confirmed. That he did it. I wonder how often he practiced. I need. Or maybe to- he's a shoe shiner. Maybe he is a shoe sign. But even then, shoes who get shine don't have laces usually. Sometimes they do. Right. And those are the harder ones to tie because they're the little bitty laces with not a whole lot of slack. You really want to... Compared to like boot laces where, all right, I got to go around my ankle three times just to get it to where it'll tie a decent knot. If you don't have six shoes that have laces, go back to your childhood and get your little box out. Cut you out the little laces where you learned how to tie in kindergarten and see if you can't... This is, I mean, and then it would be like, how do you tie? Because, you know, you can do the whole, there's different ways 
of sort of doing it. Yeah, I would imagine the bunny ears would be the quickest possible way to tie your shoes. Here's one none of us would want to do, particularly those in a professional realm that went to plenty of conferences. And I'm going to feel like there was a, cup, a pub crawl involved in getting this Illinois man to put 509 lanyards around his neck to break the world record. Have you ever been to some of those conferences and you really do feel like <laughs> or you they, they, or they send you home with them and you're like, is this, is this my token of of appreciation for coming it's like a combination of that episode of friends where joey puts on all all of chandler's clothes yes combine that with the frat bros on bourbon street during mardi gras where you can't see their neck they just have so many beads it's like mr t but it's mardi gras beads yeah i can picture it some folks have a lot more free time than others I don't know. Y'all stick with us, though. we got more for you coming up next. you got Sports Talk from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will be back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. See, I can see good things for you tonight. Yeah, good things for you tonight. Yeah, good things for you tonight. Yeah, good things for you tonight. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.